It's your weekly blitz with Chris, keeping you in the game. Hey, good morning, everyone. Chris Cotton here with the Weekly Blitz. Today, I want to talk about getting hiring right, right? Before we get into that, let's, I want to ask you what comments, questions, concerns do you have or ideas for more topics? If you want to share, talk about one in the past or have questions about one, make sure and shoot me an email, chris at autofixsos.com. Hey, it's a beautiful day. Let's get started. Getting hiring right. I'm going to go down the list and then we're going to go back and talk about these. So one, always be hiring. Two, have a process. Three, don't do pay plans until you're ready to hire. Four, job descriptions and expectations. Five, written job offer. Six, what's the future look like? And seven, the first day. So number one, always be hiring. One of the mistakes I made early on as a shop owner is I had people all the time come in like, hey, I just moved to the area. I'm looking for looking for a job. My mistake was, oh, hey, I have everybody I need right now. I'm not interested. And they just turn and walk out the door. I could have been the best person to ever enter my life. And I didn't take more than like 10 seconds to try and figure that out. So just like a sports team, we should always be looking to make our team better. So if somebody comes in looking for a job, no matter if they're just new in town, you know, these people might have talked to a technician or a service writer and been like, um, you know, that that person shared with them, this is the greatest place I've ever worked. I think you should come work here. And if you just turn them away, what could you do? A lot of time in our mind, we think we're at full capacity with our employees, but we just need to get into that a little bit better. Always be hiring. Take the time. Somebody comes in. If somebody spent enough time to drive to your place of business or contact you, you owe it to them to take five to 10 minutes and dig into their past a little bit and see, see if they're a good fit for you. So number two, have a process on doing the interview. I don't like doing the the first interview in person. I like doing it on the phone and now Zoom's a great way. The other thing is, is you can record a phone call or even record a Zoom call. That way you can go back and be like, oh, what did I really think about this? I have my notes. Let me go watch this or let me go listen to this. The other thing is, is if you have that recorded, you can go back at any time and be like, hey, this is exactly what we talked about. I think you're a great person or... If you have an issue after hiring them, they're like, hey, you didn't tell me that. You'd be like, hey, exactly. I can. Here's the recording. I told you at the 12-minute mark exactly what was going to happen and how this is going to work. And also when I'm talking about a process, if you have a set of questions to ask service writers, ask them all the same questions. That way you can judge them against each other. Instead of just having you know, 20, 30 people randomly talking back and forth, have a list of questions. Ask them A, B, C, D. Let them tell you about themselves. You can sell yourself later in the process, but in the beginning, just get to see if you want to move them to second base, third base, or put them you know, in the higher right away pile at the end. Let them sell you. Again, ask them all the same questions and then go from there. A lot of times people are like, oh, I got to have a pay plan in place. Um, let's get this ready, blah, 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 blah. No, you don't. You don't have to pay everybody the same. You might have a, a range in mind and you may, for a service rider, you may have like forty dollars to $180,000 and put that in the range, but that doesn't mean that everybody's worth that and you don't have to have it right away. Everybody's going to tell you their max of what they want to get to pay. Every service rider on the planet wants to make hundred grand a year, right? That's what, if, if we surveyed a hundred of them, a hundred of them would say that exact same thing. I want to make a hundred grand a year. 
And then one of the questions going back to, to number two should be, okay, how are you currently getting paid? And what are your benefits and things like that? So we're going to ask them what they're currently getting paid. And chances are they're current, currently getting paid, pro- paid probably $50,000, right? So talk to them, see what their current benefits are and their pay are, and then let's come up with a pay plan once we're ready to offer them a job. One of the things you can say if somebody's like, hey, how much, how much am I going to get, blah, blah, blah. You can tell them we'd never lose a great employee over money. If you're a great employee, we're going to figure out a way to pay you and make sure it works. Okay. Number four, job description and expectations. Share a job description with these people during the hiring process. This is exactly what we have. This is exactly what our expectation of you is. Do you have any questions? Do you think you can do this? Do you have any limiting capacity or capabilities that that would not allow you to do this? After you go through that and you narrow it down and you've got like one or two people, then you want to do a written job offer. And so the written job offer should be, this is what it is again. Here's our job description for you again. It gives us another opportunity to share it. And this is what we're willing to do for you. This is what we're willing to ask of you. It has, you know, your time off, things like that, vacation, starting benefits, anything like that. And then your pay. Also, right before then, if you want to do a pay plan, you can add that pay plan at that point. Um, And then be prepared to negotiate a little bit on the pay plan. Just because they ask for 100 and you offer them 50 and they come back at 100 again, doesn't mean that they're going to be stuck on the 100. Some people might be, some people probably aren't. You know, most people should be willing to negotiate it. And those are the people you want. You want people that that want to do that instead of just cave every time, especially for a service rider. If he asks for 100 and you tell him 50 and he says, okay, I'll take it, that's not your guy. At that point, you're like, hey, you know what? Maybe this isn't good for you. Also, during that process, we want to talk to them about what's the future look like. If we hire you, if we like you, you get us a job description, we give you write a written job offer, Here's what the first 90 days is going to look like. Here's what the first year is going to look like. Here's what the first 18 months are going to look like and, and talk to them. One of the, the reasons why people leave our businesses is because they don't have a future or they don't see the future. If you have a written plan for those people and they know exactly what's going to happen when, as long as you're upfront with them and tell them exactly what the process is going to hold, what they should be looking forward to, what what these few, first few months are going to be, then you've taken away the guesswork and everything like that. Even your oil change guy, your tire changer, your brake guy that says he doesn't want advancement, some of them really mean that, but 90% of them don't. They want to know, you know, where am I going to be at? in a year from now? Am I going to be able to advance? What's the, what's the, the path forward? The other thing is what's the first day look like? What do you do when the employee comes in on the first day? Do you show them where the bathrooms are and say, Hey, get to work. Here's your spot. Or do you take them in and show them the facility? Do you assign them a mentor? Do you get them their tablets, tell them their uniforms? Do you get their uniform sizes before their first day? That way their their uniforms are there hanging up, ready to go. What does that first day look like? This is an important day for a lot of people. And we shouldn't just be throwing everybody out to the wolves. We should be greeting them in, have a plan, have a plan for the first day. You know, employee handbooks need to be signed. Forms need to be filled out. Let's Let's tell that person the minute they get here, hey, this is what we're going to do for the first hour. This is what we're going to do for the next couple hours. Um, I'm going to take you to lunch. 
And then after we get back from lunch, I'm going to give you with your, with your mentor and your mentor is going to be with you for X amount of days, 30, 60, 90 days. And then if you have somebody that's really, really good at uh, digital inspections, let's, let's have that person teach them how to do a DVI. And then if you have another person that's really, really great answering the phone and doing the process for a service advisor, let's have them treat that. Let's do that. Um, service advisors probably shouldn't do anything but work on the phone for the first week. And then after that, you know, at the end of the first week, we can start teaching them how to get into the system, how to make a ticket. A lot of time we just bring them in and say, hey, here you go. Here's your workstation. Good luck. Let's stop doing that. Let's let's set a great example. Let's let's show these people what can happen and what the future is and uh, and really push them forward towards success. So to conclude or follow up, number one, always be hiring. Number two, have a process, phone or Zoom for, for your first interview. Number three, don't do pay plans until you're ready to hire. Number four, job descriptions and expectations. Number five, written job offers. Number six, what's the future look like? And number seven, what's the first date look like? Again, if you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, chris at autofixsos.com. You guys get out there and have a great day. Thank you.